welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'm back here for episode 99 after, unfortunately, I had to cancel last week's episodes, as you probably know, due to being out sick. Uh, I had a cold a couple weeks ago that kind of turned into fever, body aches, chills, bad sore throat, not COVID, thankfully, but and all better now, but for a while there, uh, it was not uh, very fun to deal with. And so unfortunately, I was not able to do shows last week, but I'm back for episode 99. And you know what that means? That means episode 100 is coming out this week. Um, I think where the goal is to get it out on Thursday. Check the Twitter account at SGF pod for updates. Chris will be on that show. Um, the goal is to get it Thursday, but not a hundred percent sure. We want to make absolutely sure we can get Chris on that show. And uh, hopefully he's not too busy to do it before then, but we will get it out. If not Thursday, then soon after. So keep check the Twitter account for updates. I'm glad to have you guys here today. Glad to be back podcasting. And of course, I'll be reacting to week six and giving my week seven waiver wire picks on this show after discussing a piece of news. So thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. If you haven't done so, at SGF pod is the, um, the podcast Twitter, of course. Thanks for being here. It's episode 99. Very, very exciting. It's, it's actually crazy. I feel like how fast it's already gotten episode 99. It doesn't feel like 99. It felt like, honestly, these last like 10 have flown by. Like it feels like episode 90 was like last week or like episode 85 even like it's just these last like it is climbing up fast and I can't believe we're already at episode 100 but it is um been a fun ride so far and I know I'm kind of going on and on I'm happy to be back after uh, a hiatus I guess from podcasting so yeah I guess let's get into it news reactions waiver wire on today's show let's get started. Okay, unfortunately, this is not positive news that we have here. Kareem Hunt is likely to miss four to six weeks with a calf injury suffered on Sunday's game. And the Browns play on Thursday. And Nick Chubb, while he has not been ruled out for this game, I would not expect him to play because he popped up with a calf injury late in the week. So Hunt is likely headed to IR. We might even know that he's headed to IR by the time this podcast drops. But um, for now, it's either going to be Chubb or if he doesn't play, Dearness Johnson. We'll talk about in the waiver wire. Um, yeah, Kareem Hunt going to miss some time. This is going to be obviously bad for Kareem Hunt. Hope he heals up quick. He's a great player. Sad to see this. But I mean, for fantasy, this is going to definitely help whoever is leading this uh, Cleveland backfield. It, whether it's Nick Chubb, who's getting more receptions because of this, Chubb will always retain his heavy workload on the ground. Whether it's Dearness Johnson, who will only have to compete with Demetric Felton for touches, and um, he will basically have the lion's share of the rushing attempts. Um, it'll help whoever's at the starter for fantasy. Um, but I would, again, while Nick Chubb has not been ruled out, I don't think he's going to come back for this Thursday night game on the short week. So you got to go get Dearness Johnson because he could be in for a huge game um, on Thursday against, I believe um, I got, I got to double check who they're playing. Um, I had it up and then I like kind of forgot. I, I kept thinking Cardinals. Cause I know they were playing Cardinals this week, playing the Broncos on Thursday night football. So that's a game where they could definitely get up early and um, kind of run the ball on them. So that could be good for Dearness Johnson. All right. That wraps up the news. Let's talk reactions. All right, I'm just going to go through, I guess, the big weeks in fantasy, then a couple of bust weeks of note. Uh, Kirk Cousins 
373 yards, three touchdowns this week, was the um, quarterback one against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that's great to see. I mean, Kirk Cousins has been excellent throwing the ball well. His upside is going to be a little capped because he doesn't run the ball that much, but uh, he's been fantastic. He's a good streaming option, depending. And with a good match, we can definitely plug him in. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, or Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts all did well rounding out the top five. No surprise, not too many surprises there. Not much else to talk about quarterback. Um, running back, the RB1 on the week was Leonard Fournette. And I think Leonard Fournette, now we can say, has officially established himself over Ronald Jones, which was not something that the consensus uh, between Chris and I expected on this show. 81 yards and two touchdowns through the ground, six for 46 through the air. With this pass-first offense, it's not always going to be a Leonard Fournette game like this, but he has been putting up some good numbers, and this was the just the boom week we wanted to see from him. He has established that his this is his backfield, so he is uh, now worth a start in most games. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a great game. This was to be expected against Houston. Do- Joe Mixon went off against Detroit. Najee Harris against Seattle, continuing to get that heavy passing work. Daryl Henderson had a good game. I was wrong about Daryl Henderson. I did not expect him to be this good this year, but putting up um, – over 100 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, or over 100 yards uh, total, um, and then two touchdowns. And uh, Daryl Williams had a solid game with a couple touchdowns. Dalvin Cook ran all over the um, Panthers. It's a good game for the Vikings, that's for sure. Um, but, like, yeah, the Vikings Vikings offense uh, for fantasy football had um, definitely a very, very good week, although they had to go to overtime to win 34-28. Um Let's move on to wide receiver. C.D. Lamb was the number one wide receiver on this league week with nine for 149 and two. Um, C.D. doing what he does best. He's the higher upside receiver of the two in uh, Dallas between him and Amari Cooper for sure. So going off against New England. Cooper Cup, no surprise to see him up there. Good to see Adam Thielen, though, bouncing back. And uh, Adam Thielen, I mean, I didn't get to talk about it on the podcast, but he was a guy I expected to bounce back this week against Carolina, despite having like something like six or seven receptions over the last three games. Thielen put up 11 for 126 and one. Jalen Waddle continues to get manufactured touches. Donovan Peoples-Jones was great, although that seems like more of a one-week wonder kind of thing to me. Um, Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah, it's so good to see Marvin Jones having so many good weeks. They all did well. Um, And then moving on to tight end. Noah Fant was the number one guy on the week. Um, it's helped to not have to compete with Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, and he really went off against uh, – or not Tim Patrick, excuse me, um, KJ Hamler. Sorry about that. Uh, Tim Patrick is still there and playing well. Um, against the Raiders, uh, Noah Fant took the tight end one spot. Mike Gesicki was the tight end two on the week. Um, Travis Kelsey was tight end three. Mark Andrews, tight end four. O.J. Howard got back into the end zone on a little lofting floater pass from Tom Brady. Uh, and then Ricky Seals Jones, we'll talk about a little later with the tight end six. Uh, by the way, those leaders I was reading were in full PPR. Um, we normally cover half PPR on the show, but I mean, I don't think the leaders really changed much, if at all, when you change it like to half PPR. Uh, maybe like Jalen Waddle gets bumped down a little bit, but all right. But that, that was what I had on the, um, the leader thing. So uh, yeah, so th- that was what was there. But yeah, those, all those guys had big weeks. A couple guys to talk about though, before we get into waiver wire. Miles Gaskin, I feel like we talk about this all the time, struggles against the Jaguars. Five carries for nine yards, two receptions for five yards against the Jaguars. He, I mean, but it was, he's, oh man, he's impossible. He went off against Tampa Bay in week five. Don't forget that Miles Gaskin the week before that though had 
Like, basically nothing. Like, no touches. It is unbelievable. He had 10 catches against the Buccaneers, then two carries for three yards against the Colts the week before that. It is impossible to figure out what is going on here. You clearly can't trust him matchup-wise because he just went off against the tough matchup and then slowed down against the Jaguars. You, It's so, with that upside, it's so tough. But you really, he's really a really risky start against the Falcons this week. He could maybe take advantage, but... um, you got to only only do it if you're really looking, if you can really afford that risk or if you really need to take that risk. He's a tough guy to start for me. Um, last guy, Mike Williams here didn't have a good game. And this was surprising. I mean, not surprising based on the score because the Chargers kind of got killed 34 to six. But Mike Williams had two catches and this looked like a game where he was ready to go off. It's another shootout for him, and in shootouts, he's been incredible against the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Browns, or I mean against, I guess I'm saying against good offenses on the other side. He puts up numbers, and the Ravens just kind of ran all over the Chargers, and Justin Herbert had by far his worst game of the season. So that that meant Mike Williams wasn't that great, and while Keenan Allen had five receptions for 50 yards, I mean – we know Keenan Allen's going to have the safer floor in this offense every week, especially for PPR, but Mike Williams has the higher upside. Mike Williams is going to have some boom weeks and some bust weeks. You can't expect him to do what he's been doing every single week. He's still a start, um, but it's just a weird, like kind of fluky thing that he, this matchup seemed, he seemed primed to go like Mike Williams. If I had had a chance to talk about it on the podcast might've been like one of my big boom picks for this week as well. All right. Uh, that wraps up the reactions. Let's get into waiver wire. As always, these guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Number one is Dearness Johnson. You got to roster him if he is available, um, which he is in almost every league. Didn't get much work this week, but um, with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb potentially both sidelined, he could be good. Number two, Ricky Seals-Jones. 15 targets over the last two games for Ricky Seals-Jones. Caught a touchdown against Kansas City. Um, He seems to be taking that Logan Thomas role for Washington while Logan Thomas sits on IR. Against Green Bay, this team will be forced to pass, which it feels like they are every single week these days. And uh, he's a reliable option for Taylor Heineke. Although, we could see Ryan Fitzpatrick back this week. That seems unlikely to me, but a report surfaced that he could be back this week. So, not a doctor. It's possible uh, Fitzpatrick's back against Green Bay. But, I mean, Seals-Jones could still end up being a necessity guy, for sure. Uh, Still a bit of a risky start. Um, But, I mean... With Fitzpatrick, he might push the ball downfield more and uh, light up this offense a little bit. So maybe that doesn't mean as many underneath targets, but maybe more big plays for Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, number three guy on here is A.J. Green, who, I mean, is having the best season he's had in a little while. Um, he's been nice, still available in uh, over 60% of leagues. Um, and, yeah, he's just consistently putting up numbers. Had six targets this week, got a touchdown, 16.4 half PPR points. Um, five for 79 against Cleveland. He's a little bit inconsistent, but I mean, he's been other than the game. I guess not that inconsistent. I mean, other than the, he just had one bad game against San Francisco, but he's been picking up numbers and against Houston next week. That is pretty juicy. I mean, it's hard to trust when the Cardinals don't put up 37 points like they did this week, but against Houston, they easily can. And there's, I, there are a lot of options there. So in tougher matchups, maybe don't trust AJ green, but I think it's a pretty safe bet that he goes off against Houston uh, this week. If you want a little, two upside rookies make sure you grab elijah moore and rondale moore rondale moore struggled a little bit hasn't gotten the same touch count that he did when he was most successful elijah moore same with the but but as the jets offense is stalled but both of these guys are talented and could easily break out 
Um, Elijah Moore has been gaining a role in the offense. And um, if the chips fall where they could, then, I mean, you could see that where it's like, why did we drop these rookies? Because they're great. So keep that in mind. Rookies don't always start off too great. And then sometimes they just flip a switch and they're great. Um, Also keep in mind, I had to mention this Tim Patrick available in 59.3% of ESPN leagues. Um, Not, it didn't quite fit the threshold, but if he's still out there, which is very likely you got to go get him 21 targets in his last three games, uh, double digit half PPR, or at least 11 half PPR points in all but one of his games and at least four targets in all of them, three touchdowns on the year as consistent as they come really for guys who just sit on the waiver wire, like Tim Patrick, he might just be mentioned every single week until his roster share goes up. Just like last year, some things never change. Just like Dearness Johnson seasons coming back up again. I'd say that's a good way to wrap up the podcast. Thank you for listening. I've had like a tickle in my throat and I've been trying not to cough for a little while now. My goodness. It's like bad. Um, I'll cough very hard after the show. Um, I'm feeling better, but my cough is still there. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. Follow the podcast at SGF pod and make sure you have those updates because uh, episode 100 is coming out this week. I'm so excited. Let's go. Episode 100 with Chris. Uh, have some stuff planned. I guess I'm still not going to spoil what it is. We'll still have fantasy talk, but it's going to be fun afterwards. This is going to be a long, long, long episode. So please, please make sure you tune in, subscribe. Uh, I don't ask for this often, but I mean, if you could leave a review, really appreciate it. Um, the review well has run dry as of late. So uh, it'd be good to see. If you appreciate the podcast, just drop down a review. I'd appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you later this week for episode 100 of this show, Hitting Triple Digits. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.